0: Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the B-H-O underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slay and try to stay alive. The next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear up the unsuspecting guests, in which deliver their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In his bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is Within the bearings. Welcome I'm your host Dustin and today we have a special guest it's Brendan Slaggle who is director of many things you've re- actually done a lot I went and had to go look at your IMDB because I know I've seen your works before but I was like wow he's done a lot <laughs> of things <laughs> um, yeah so um, today
1: uh, and I've had reset a couple of times too so
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so today we're gonna be talking about your upcoming film, *The Flood*. So, I want to dive into what it's like to survive an alligator attack. Because this well, film was the, great?
1: The <laughs> alligators were on strike when we shot, so unfortunately, I didn't deal with them
0: personally. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, th- those alligators are the result of a lot of trust between the cast and the uh, and myself and the DP and the rest of the crew to you know make them seem like something was really there because a hundred percent of the time they were reacting to thin air to nothing, um, in this movie. So yeah, we, we all became a big happy family doing this for a month, you know, waste level water and rain and water everywhere, every day, all the time. Um, I'd say the water was actually probably scarier than the alligators.
0: Oh yeah. I could imagine. And the sets were amazing too. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I can't wait for this to come to a theater near me because I want to go experience in there. Sure. Um, but before we start diving into more of this movie, I always like to kind of bring it back to where everything started with the guests that we have on a show. So where did filmmaking um, kind of start with you?
1: Really, when I was a little kid watching Star Wars and I said I wanted to do that. Um, and, and around the same time, I remember being in like preschool or something, seeing a, a play, it was like Davy Crockett or something like that. And I thought, yes, that's that's it. So I, I really, aside from playing music as well, I have no real idea of ever wanting to do anything else. Um, and even music, I think, is very closely related. That's a side step that I did for a few years. But, but yeah, there was really no plan B. Wow,
0: yeah. And you know that's one thing that um, when I talk to um, other filmmakers or people who who love movies, they always know put music and film together because it really is essentially the same thing. Because it's so um, DIY, doing it yourself, You've got the punk mentality and everything. In your films, like one hundred percent, like I can tell, there's a lot of guerrilla filmmaking involved, especially with this film, with how close the cast is, the sets, how it's all essentially like one location. I love single location films so i this i was so into this i'm like and alligators this is this is great (laughs) this is great
1: it's funny you mentioned the guerrilla filmmaking aspect because the first few things i did really were um that so I'll, i'll i'll preface this by saying i went to college for writing and acting and then ended up playing music like the first half of my 20s and then when i came back to movies i i there's, there's not really, or at the time, there was not really a guidebook saying do X, Y, and Z to get out there. And there wasn't like social media or YouTube yeah. or anything like that at the time. So you really had to figure things out on your own. Um, one of the movies that had one of the most profound effects on me, of course, was El Mariachi, which came out when I was, I guess, okay. like 16. And, you know, to hear that Robert Rodriguez had done that with seven grand, you know, not counting the remastering budget of my <laughs> um, And really just himself was so inspirational because i knew this thing that i wanted to do was attainable um so the first few things that i did um for better or for worse were all very experimental and uh, essentially guerrilla style just me running around with a, a camera shooting stuff even the stuff even when i would be in them i still like position the camera or would go beat by beat with someone who was operating it to say what i wanted for the shots that i was yeah in so I'd like to think that some of that spirit is still there because every now and then money won't fix things and yeah. you have to know how to get around it on your own um, yeah so to me that like figuring out on my own and a lot of films like uh, vivids, the name of one of them and the Black Dahlia haunting and stuff were all like a, a film school for me to just figure out how to do stuff
0: yeah I mean, that's that's the best way to go about it, too, especially seeing everything within the last like, couple of years of all like, the independent filmmaking that's been coming out and going to theaters and realizing like, yeah, anybody can go out and do do this with like zero budget, really. And you can get into theaters now. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really excited to see this on the big screen. I need I need that the surround sound they feel everything it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing so like congrats on getting it in theaters
1: thank you i i so rarely get to see these in theaters um so hopefully hopefully i i I'm, i'm on hold to fly to asia to do another movie so i don't know if i'll be able to but but hopefully i i will
0: wow you are constantly working i love that i love that that's that's great don't don't stop um, especially you know how this film was and all your other ones, there's still a few I need to go and, and rewatch. But I've seen you know, Black Dollar Sound. Um, I saw House of Manson, I saw all those ones, and then I saw when I got the email to you know get a screener and watch this, and then I saw your name attached to it as well. I was like, I, I need to see this one, yeah. it's an alligator film, and from what I've been hearing before even watching it, it's pretty hardcore, it's rated R. Uh, and it's you know absolutely bonkers like i saw uh, i think blade disgusting was writing up on it too and i was like this i need to watch this so i was so happy yeah. i got the email to go yeah, and watch there's,
1: this. No, there's no pc characters in this these are all like down and dirty gray area you know yeah. bad from that you would see like in know walter hill movie think,
0: so, yeah um, and that that was actually something i wanted to ask you too is you know fleshing out all these characters because there's a lot of them um especially you now you have a big actor to me, you have Casper in here and you have Nikki and then like all these other, you know, um, people that are in here and everybody feels so fleshed out with the amount of time that you have with them. And at first I was like, Oh, they're going to kill everybody off. Like right at the beginning, but no, no, every, like everything's so well paced. So what was the challenges of writing, um, of writing all the characters out?
1: Okay, so so this one was actually written by a good friend of mine named Chad Law, who's a very prolific action movie writer. And he and I had been trying to do something for many years and came pretty close a couple of times, but it just hadn't happened yet. And so the producer of of this movie, Damon Hill, and I had done another movie in um, Thailand for him, which is a martial arts World War II movie called Battle for Saipan that Casper was in, and I Mm -hmm. brought Lewis onto, who I'd known for a long time. Um, and um, Damon or, originally different director was doing this, and Damon called me saying, "Hey, you want to come out to Thailand again and do the script that the Chad wrote?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" Without even. <laughs>
0: um,
1: by the way, it's a movie with CGI gators. And okay, and flooding. So, <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, but yeah, the the cast and I really I, I really appreciated they liked showing because the dialogue's relatively minimal for a lot of them. And the cast was really, really appreciated. And I appreciated the cast in that we like to find nuance and like meaning in like small gestures and their eyes and and these like small moments that make these people larger than life. Um, I'll say there's there's the there's a character who's a skinhead. And then there's a moment with um, an African-American prisoner um, that is towards one of their fates that wasn't actually in the script but it was too good of an opportunity to pass up oh wow uh, and there's sort of a uh, now that you've seen the movie you'll know that there's sort of an ambiguity ambiguity there yeah once one of them dies like was it on purpose was it an accident was there so little things like that to, to me you know they're not really what sells these movies you know the 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 actors you have the the concept and so on that's what that's what sells them that's what what saban and lion's date and whatever did, did get it in the theaters but that stuff's for me and it's yeah. um I'm, I'm glad that i've been able to work with people who appreciate doing little things that that mean a lot
0: yeah and i can feel all of that in this film and that the moment you were talking about too like it, it hit me hard watching that too i was like because i can I can see it from so many different ways why that why they would be doing what they did and whatnot. But there's also other moments in the film where you kind of have to question, oh, are they gonna are they gonna help each other or whatnot? There's always that tension. Um, so you have like the the nature run amok essentially that's happening yeah. outside, and you have all these these inner quarrels that are happening, which I like a lot in a film when there's multiple things, multiple layers going on. So that way, like you're constantly engaged in, in this film. And you're always you know, saying, what's going to happen next? Is it going to be a person that does this? Or is it going to be a gator? Or is it going to be yeah. both? Um, so there's always these confrontations going on. So yeah. congrats on the whole team for for pulling this off and, uh, and making, I think, a really cool movie. And everybody needs to go and see it, especially in the theaters. Yes,
1: yes. Everyone should see everything in the theaters. It 100%. sounds like a cliche at this point, but you gotta support the theaters. Yeah. Um, there's a certain like camaraderie and certain feeling you get from you know being in a crowded theater and everyone cheering, clapping at the same time. You know, I, I hope I hope that's something that people don't lose.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with,
1: with Someone who has 500 movies on Vudu, most of them bought since the pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah no the theater experience is very very important um, for any genre of film not just yeah. for you know action horror suspense or anything it's being there and feeling the energy with other people and hearing people cheer and when somebody gets yeah. like ripped apart like yeah you're like oh this feels so good sitting at home and watching it and you're like yeah that was cool
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you, know? you can really grim to yourself but, but it's just a thousand times better like yeah. um, for instance um, like the moment at the end of Avengers Endgame when Robert Downey Jr. says, "Well, I am Iron Man." People go absolutely insane. I couldn't yeah. have imagined seeing that. I actually saw that with an, at an industry screening where a lot of people usually just sit and have their arms crossed. Oh yeah. And you know, stuffy, pretentious, like executives were going. That's awesome.
0: That I
1: I've even like looked up like crowd reaction videos, Avengers Endgame, or stuff like that, just oh, to yeah. I could I couldn't imagine like in the future maybe that type of thing not existing or that type of like dynamic or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah. Um there is one thing I do want to bring up. Um is that there is a lot of CGI in this yes. film. Rightfully so. I mean you're dealing with alligators, you know. Um, but there's also some practical in there, you know. There there are some um pieces. I don't wanna, you know, say too much. I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some pieces in there that Pretty well done. Um, so what what were the challenges of having to work with the CGI and also blend in sort of the uh the practical effects that you were using?
1: It's really we we would have um we didn't really do the thing where you like put a tennis ball on a stick or anything here. So so much of the performance was based on just the the actors and the crew and everyone, like I was word vomiting earlier, really just trusting each other. Yeah. Um, I think even, even if CG is perfect, like seamless, uh, Im- impeccable, if if you don't buy that someone's really reacting to it, then it, it really doesn't work. Um, and then versus you can have shots that are maybe 70, 80%, you know, could have been a little better, but if someone responds to it the right way and the sounds good and everything, then you buy it. Um, yeah. So it was really a, a big leap of faith. And there's some shots, I, I won't lie, that are not my favorite, but the way that the, the cast reacts to them makes it not matter or if you're invested or if you're just enjoying the movie then you know things like that are forgiven
0: yeah i agree i've
1: preferred I doing everything practical because i'm one of those people. but <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> another thing too uh, aside from you know working with the cgi and you know having to balance the actors and everything with that i wanted to ask shooting the flooding shots that also must have been a huge Challenge. So, how, how did you um, get these shots and and make it look as good as it is?
1: Shooting the water elements is maybe the hardest thing I've done in any movie so far. And I had someone have a stroke on camera.
0: Oh, so. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, I won't say which movie or what scene, but and it wasn't related to the movie, but that happened and they erased whole footage. Um, except for maybe say two shots, every shot of the water um is is real what you see is what we really did like the scene where everyone's walking in slow motion con air style in the police station we have the giant rain machines you see and you know a huge movie there um and i was telling um, someone else that i was on with and i hadn't i hadn't thought of this yet but i believe but there's like no break from it like every single scene from the beginning the water's there whether yeah. it's on um, whether it's in the window whether it's from the ceiling whether it's outside um or whether you know you're walking around you know through your chest in it um uh, and it was challenging um on top of you know so even some of the smaller things like the water in, in the, uh, the rain bars that we would have in windows or in the ceilings um generally most people in thailand speak perfect english probably better than a lot of americans but every now and then there would be a very small thing that would mean something else and so basically would say less rain and there'd be more or, uh, <laughs> things like that. Um, or, you know, there's some scenes where the rain's actually not on just because we had to get the shot. But basically what I'm getting to is the water. I'm I'm used to keeping a fairly fast paced shooting and the water, the setup between shots could be like egregiously long. Um, whether you were like, you know, trying to drain the water to manage continuity or fix something because a machine broke or or um or refill the tanks for the water outside it was it was a challenge and like every single day had a challenge before um uh, wow. looking back it's like wow we did it but at the time oh, the rain could be frustrating yeah uh, it's, and it's I a whole nother like whole another beast a million dollar movie it still would be frustrating yeah because yeah, it's unpredictable it's not control it's not like a cg creature you're putting later it's not like an actor that you're saying hey walk over there it does what it wants
0: yeah well let's put it in post it's all good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow because i was curious about that i was i was when i was watching i was like wow there's there is literally water everywhere and then like the outside um shots too were, were crazy and watching everybody get like poured on i'm like this must have been a nightmare um, oh, so it looks,
1: it looks so good but it does yeah, it does but I can only and uh, disgusting and freezing again and more disgusting <laughs> um, there was actually when we were shooting the scenes that were in the, the cell block um, the only way in or out of that set and that set was actually that wasn't an existing thing that was built in an abandoned building
0: oh okay and I was actually going to ask you that
1: in Asia we'll know that there's tons of abandoned buildings everywhere Especially Thailand. So, um, we built like the basement and other things in the, this building. So, it wasn't like a, a natural jail that had like a door that we sandbagged. We literally had to, because that was a, the main set that was being flooded, the only way in or out was through a ladder over the walls.
0: Oh, and wow.
1: I, I got, to, and when you have like, you know, 100 crew members and 20 actors going in and out, you just can't wait your turn sometimes. And so, minus, bathroom breaks i would just stay in there for days on end
0: oh um, no oh,
1: I, I wow i had acupuncture done with like threading needles or something um wow it, it was bizarre um yeah um coupled with I, I think that was because the type of chlorine that they use in, in thailand is uh quite palpable compared to ours and so oh, okay. stay in there too long it it really messes with you
0: oh wow that that is that's crazy. So, so many things happening on set. Dealing with the rain. Dealing with having to get in and out of this this area. Um, dealing with alligators. And then you know managing your, your cast and crew. Wow, that's crazy. Um,
1: oh yeah, and we shot mostly overnights too, which yeah, makes people...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, I need to go to bed now. No, no, keep going, keep going. Sleep during the day. Exactly. Sorry, I'm a night owl, so I would have loved that.
1: <laughs> um, I, I used to be and. In- no, not anymore.
0: Yeah, especially after having a kid too. You know, I know what it's like. It's you get so tired all the time as well. Um, so, on top of everything else that's going on, I wanted to ask you. I know that you mentioned um, the writers that are on here, but why alligators?
1: Because there's not a huge glut of alligator movies like there are shark movies. I
0: guess.
1: Yes. It, um, like had. Hate to say it but had they called and said hey we're doing a shark movie i probably would have said no just because i'm not interested in that but being that it's not something that there's so many of and that my friend wrote it it's you know a very attractive package obviously and and i'll never forget watching alligator when i was a kid and yes you know, and come out of the sewers so um i believe that movie just had its 40th anniversary from that mistaken
0: yeah yeah um, um i think it's it's on shutter i think one and two are on shutter and i think they did something man. something for it
1: man. i can't believe that movie's that old but i'm that old so <laughs> <laughs> um but it, yeah it's uh it's a different thing And these are like uh you know they're not just in the water they can come out of the water
0: yeah and another reason i'm asking you is because as I was growing up um, and watching a lot of movies in the nineties and early two thousands, there was, you know, a pretty big market for, for gator films. And then yeah. it kind of just like went away. And then, like you said, all the shark movies are coming out because there's so many people that yeah. I know and talk to online. They're like, I love shark movies. I'm like, I, I get it, but I, I can only take so much shark. I need something else. Like, come on, we yeah. got, we got cocaine bear now. Now we're, we're having the flood um so i'm happy to see um you know essentially a part of like my childhood come back of gator films i i need more gator films so i hope i hope there's there's more down the line in your future (laughs)
1: hopefully (laughs) it's it's not the go-to but when you say hey we're doing the gator movie like huh it's different yeah never mind like class of an alligator and gator (laughs) Bait.
0: yeah exactly um so moving on, um, as you mentioned, there was a lot of other things were happening during set that was difficult or, you know, was taking longer. Was there a specific shot that you can recall that was the most difficult or one that you can just remember was like, wow, this was an absolute nightmare if it doesn't spoil oh anything?
1: God. So much of it, um, between the water and the overnights, we get a little loony sometimes. There, there was actually one time where Casper and I, and we're actually like great friends, we're like family friends at this point. We started snipping at each other, and later on, we're like, what we Oh, what are you doing? Listening to the audio, I'm like, Why are we mad at each other? Um, that was actually towards the end when the gator comes up to the second floor and the other character goes off and tames.
0: Him. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because we were just running on empty and confused because we're both old people. Um, there was a shot, actually, it's maybe my favorite shot in the movie, where um, Nikki as the sheriff and Kim as um, one of the mercenaries go down to the uh, basement level to because Lewis's character Rafe wants them to make wants someone to have eyes on the security camera system to make sure it's really not working, and they go down and you know at this point the character Pine has already lost his life unfortunately under the water. And there's this long shot where we had uh, the, the red camera in a water housing um, and it was sort of treading water and Nikki walks towards camera and the camera follows her hand down until she grabs the flashlight on the arm of the departed pine. That was a shot, but it wasn't necessarily like we had to do a billion takes or every, anything, but just the timing of, of everything just had to be perfect. And um, I remember when we did the, the the tape that was in the movie, which pretty seamlessly follows her hand on the yeah. water. Um, our, our assistant director, Gavin, who has unfortunately passed away since we shot the movie, uh-huh. we were both behind the, the monitor like this. We were like Beavis and Butthead, like, waiting. Um, and when we got the shot that, where Nikki pulls up the hand and it, and it was done perfectly, he like jumped up and cheered.
0: Oh, hell um, yeah.
1: So it's one of those things that really should have been like frustrating, but ultimately, thankfully it had a, a perfect payoff.
0: Yeah, that's a great scene. There's a lot of um, tension in that scene too. Like almost every scene you can say there's some sort of level of tension. You barely get to breathe in this film.
1: I think it's probably because the water machines made it real tension. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, one thing to go back to the the water housing and the camera, one thing I wanted to constantly have is even even though we're not always with the gators, I wanted to have that sense of, like, if you go back to the, the early Friday the 13th or, ha- or Halloween movies, where it's the point of view of the hand pushing aside the brush when the car goes by or when they're yep. in Crystal Lake or whatever, I wanted to have that sense that they're always being watched, even if they're not. Um, so that's why you see, you know, the water camera is there treading water, even when the gators aren't there, just because I wanted to, I guess, make people feel what we were feeling dealing with the damn water.
0: Yeah, and I felt that I really there was like there's there's gonna be one around the corner. There has to be. I mean, it's an alligator. They they do that. Yeah. They they will hide and like crocodiles do it too, but more more all- alligators will yeah. just stay there, not move. There's
1: a there's a scene with um it's it's the scene like about an hour into the movie where they're planning on what they're gonna do next, and they end up going to the second and third floors where um the character Big Jim, who is kind of has a, a past like he has an, a knowledge of gators. Um, sort of I love that character. God.
0: By the way, he's so good.
1: He's <laughs> Owen Owen O'Brien. He's an Irish actor. I I hope to have him on the movie I'm about to do out there too. Um, he's fantastic. He really should have his due soon. Um, he actually has a small part in that John David Washington um, Gareth Edwards sci-fi movie about AI that's coming out. Um,
0: oh, okay, he's, he's okay.
1: Around the same time that we shot. Um, anyway. A lot, a lot of what he says about gators being forced out of their habitat and everything is research that he did and just threw in there to build the story better. But yeah, they are, uh, there are some bastards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They really are, oh, man. There's so much to talk about in this film and I'm trying not to bring up anything that's going to spoil. Um, Okay. So you said your favorite shot and I, I, I did like that, you know, the whole suspense and watching, you know, that, seeing what's going on underneath the water and always feeling like it being watched. I really, really, really enjoyed that. Um, I guess I can ask since you've done so many other films and like, I feel like now, I guess you'd probably feel like you're, you're more of a veteran in the film in filmmaking in general than you were yeah. back when you I started. Really <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, is there any like specific challenges in this film that you haven't encountered in other films
1: i mean aside from the water um i i have never shot straight overnights minus one or two days um and and those days even those days were what we call splits where you shoot you start like in the afternoon and shoot into the night Oh, okay I, you know, being someone that used to only sleep two hours a night and Um, would sleep in a tour van and, you know, stay up all night watching other bands. I, I I had no idea how the overnights were going to affect me. And especially since, you know, so many of us, um, I had actually come early for the shoot. So I'd already been in Thailand for over a month. Oh, wow. Everyone else, just as they got acclimated to the 14 hour time difference, suddenly they had to flip it. And oh
0: yeah, that must've been rough. it, It was
1: really just, you know, managing and counseling personalities um that were experiencing this like bizarre time shift that that i was that i was to. i think now i i gladly jump into something else with overnights but i think just because i hadn't done something with so many it 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 crept up on me for completely no completely no pun intended
0: <laughs> yeah well you got the film done it's going to be coming out great film super fun It it is a, a theater film it like 100 is you need to go watch this in in the uh, theaters so it's coming out july 14th yes. and it's going to be
1: that's, that's, I think. Yeah, yeah it is yep
0: uh yeah. so it's going to be in theaters and streaming right is there is it going to a specific streaming spot or is it just going to be all around you guys can go rent it wherever you want
1: um yeah you can go to voodoo google play etc cetera, etc cetera, all, the, all the usual suspects
0: all right. Yes, I'll definitely be seeing it in the theater, and I'll be renting and/or buying it as well. Um, so I have a couple fun questions. Uh, that's pretty much all I have for the film, without spoiling too many things. And since this is a gator film, I know you mentioned alligator, but yeah. do you have a, another favorite gator film that you uh, that you grew up on or you or you're fond of?
1: Um, I'll leave it at that, but I'll throw it a- <laughs> Cut out out at you and it's not gators and i'm not trying to spin the topic because that one's really my daughter's trying to join us you, you may hear some two-year-old okay. profanity. <laughs> um another movie that really just gave me this and i'm probably remembering it better than it actually is the porca was another movie and it's the opening scene when they're in like this like this house that's on stilts over the water and the way that I remember it, and I haven't seen this since I was a kid, was this like this like force that was coming after you, and it was like horrifying. Watch, I'd probably watch the movie. And it's a bit cheesy now, um, but that was something else that just like with Alligator, like I, I will forever remember how I felt watching some of the scenes. Of, um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Watch now. There'll be killer whale movies.
0: Just because. oh, there's going to be everything. I mean, uh, um, there was a joke of what was it? after Cocaine Bear. They were saying they're going to be doing Cocaine something else. I'm just like, I'm kind of all yeah. for it to be honest. I, I want some more, you know, nature run amok films because there's yeah. not that many out there right now that I can think of other than the shark films. So we, we need we need more animals oh. in 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 these films.
1: In, inebriated animals. Um, <laughs> we need like crystal meth. Well, shark sure.
0: yes let's get some alligators on that
1: <laughs> actually i believe there is a, a meth gators movie being oh a, what oh uh, i need to go
0: i need to go hunt that down now <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i need to go hunt that down um so other than favorite gator film do you have a favorite horror film
1: <laughs> so here comes another deep, deep cut um a lot of people like in, in terms of something like this is the best a, a, a lot of times, like the answer will be something like the original. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, like movie that I have enjoyed the most and have watched the most, it would weirdly be the uh, adaptation of Watchers with Corey Haim, just because it's a as, as an adaptation is terrible. But as a movie, it's a, and being, you know, someone who is just a couple of years younger than him, um for those of you who haven't read it, the character in the book, Travis Cornell, was like 35, 40 years old. He wasn't 16 year old Corey Hain. But um, to watch that at like 14 was just amazing because it was like wish fulfillment because it was a book that I really, really loved. And then they made a very loose movie, movie adaptation that was a kid that was basically my age. So I probably watched that thing 50 times. Um, oh, wow. Even a sequel with Mark Singer, which is arguably a little closer to the book. You, you could say um even that one i've watched dozens of times
0: wow i, the, I love and, hearing and these
1: just got one. for
0: <laughs> i love hearing these responses from um you know directors and and actors and anybody who comes on the show and ask them like what's their favorite horror movie or scary movie and it's always something different and i, I love that no one's ever like yeah I, I like this one and then like everybody else says the same thing me i'm I'm very traditional uh because yeah. the one that really brought me out of there i my favorite movie is Halloween 1978. That's what really got me into uh, into all the horror movies. I can see my, my masks over there. That
1: was coincidentally the first movie I saw in the theater when I was a toddler.
0: Oh, my God. I wish I was there.
1: <laughs> I um, would. My, so the story goes, my uncle, who was a teenager at the time, um, told my I, I think So I think what he did was use my mom, being slightly older than him, to get him into the movie. And <laughs> Of course, I don't remember it because I was a toddler, but yeah, that's allegedly the first movie I ever saw, ever really saw.
0: Wow. That's, that's awesome. I'm jealous. I wish I was back then to see yeah. that. I mean, I've seen it in the theater sense with it, you know, being shown locally, but I mean, you don't get like that first time experience, yeah. you know, with it first coming out and being super fresh. So that's, that's really, really cool.
1: I really, um, it, it would be really interesting. Like should time travel exist to go back as an adult and, watch the crowd see those movies yeah yeah like like it's one thing to like see okay so like a few years ago i went to my birthday's on april 26th and they've been doing this alien day lv426 yeah Um, and i saw aliens at in a theater in downtown la and like get away from her you bitch like you would have thought the place was like an earthquake was happening i would have loved to have seen that as an adult and see the audience see that for the first time just like, like with Halloween, I would love to have seen people react to the shape of the first time. Um and, and just things like that because people weren't, you know, as jaded as they are now. Um, would have loved to have seen them start a story or fly over in Star Wars for the first time. Oh, now. yeah.
0: That would have been really, really cool too. Yeah. yeah All right. No one knew what to expect. And
1: then you see this like ship yeah. is building the city.
0: Let's, let's make this happen. All right. Well, I'm going to go contact some people and I'll get back to you and then we'll we'll, we'll get that happening. Yes, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent.
1: Uh. <laughs> um, the same matter. Can't occupy the same space at the same time. Remember yeah. <laughs> time it's
0: a very important thing. Yes. yes. Don't 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 fuck it up. <laughs> um, OK, so that's pretty much all that I have for, you know, all the, the general questions of the film. Yeah. A couple of fun questions. Now, what's happening next? Like, what do you have? on the horizon. You said you meant you're going to be filming another uh, film so, very soon.
1: So I'm literally on hold right now. I stay on hold because um, I thought I was supposed to have left already and I haven't left yet, but that's fine because I've been paid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's, so, um, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to Asia to do actually in Thailand again with a, a different company that I've worked with to do a movie starring Marcos Aurora from John Wick Four. He's the, uh, the secondary villain that for those of you who've seen it, the, the dog pisses on, um, <laughs> but he, he's the, he's the guy that's always with uh, Bill Skarsberg. Um So, yeah, at one point we thought we were shooting that as of like last month, I guess we would have been done already. Um, but just sometimes these type of movies move slow and, and he got an offer to be in another big movie. Um, he's doing, a, uh, I think it's called the killing game or something from JJ uh, Perry. Who did they show? I think
0: so. I think so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and that's starring uh, Batista and uh, Ice Cube and some people. So he's doing that movie. I think he leaves literally any day, and then then and then we're shooting in Thailand in 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 August. But I'm gonna go prep probably, I guess next week at this point. Awesome. Um, Yeah, coming up. My my other love aside from like horror and science fiction movies was always was like '80s action movies and martial arts movies. So I love those too. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of a Cliche in, in that regard, but uh, but yeah. So so this is it's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to, I and mean, it will have the most uh, in terms of martial arts and hand to hand that I've had in anything so
0: far. I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's been a while since I've seen a really good martial arts film, so I'm I'm excited yeah. to see how this is going to be. Um, Brandon, this has been great chatting with you, and you know diving into the world of Gators. And, uh, you know, going to be keeping an eye out for future films. I want to go back and re-watch some of the films that I have seen of yours to kind of, you know, freshen up a little bit and watch ones I haven't seen. Because, like I said, you have a very big list of films. So there's a lot to watch in your, uh,
1: in your repertoire. You mentioned uh, House of Manson. We actually uh, got the rights back to that recently. And so a remastered 10-minute uh, longer version will be on
0: Tubi and Amazon's. Oh my God. I am excited. I I will go and hunt that down and add it to my watch list if I can, because I'm going to be diving into that. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Congrats by the way, for getting that. Um, this was a blast and um, I'll let you off the hook. So that way you can go tend to all uh, any other interviews you have where I go have a little bit of a break. This has been great. And uh, thank you for everybody who you know helped get this together. I love doing, doing interviews and, and talking to you the directors with their movies that are just coming out and being able to watch them before anybody else is always a, a really good <laughs> perk. <laughs> you know?
1: Before all the trolls show up, the worst movie ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how many worst movie ever can you guys see? Like every day there's... All movie. of
0: them. <laughs> yeah,
1: <apparently.
0: laughs> so yeah, this has been a blast. Brendan, congrats on everything and everything you'll be doing in the future. I will let you off the hook now and we will see everybody in the next one.